Hello, Claremont. This is Russ Binder, your host as always here for Claremont Speaks on the corner of Indian Hill and Foothill, which seems to be the center for all protesting. Yes, right? it is. <laughs> I have no idea how it became that. And I am here with a delightful young lady. Your name? My name is Mandana Mojaverian. Ah, I was going to guess that. Very common name. Would have never guessed. I'm so happy that you took a minute from your, and I won't say protesting, but getting the word out. Would that be better? Either one is fine, really. Okay. I'd like to ask you if you could tell me what your purpose here is today. What happened to make this happen? It was a murder. The reason why I have so much information about this is because I'm an immigrant. I'm from Iran. The situation, if you don't already know, is happening in Iran. I'm an immigrant. I moved here six years ago. I went to school there. I've been in America, fortunately, for the past six years of my life. And I grew up there. I don't know if you know much about Iran, so I'm going to go into that first. Iran has something called the morality police. The morality police enforces quote-unquote Islamic clothing laws, which makes the woman cover up. They are forced to wear a hijab. It's not a choice. It's mandatory. It's forced. You are forced to wear a hijab and you're forced to cover up. That's been enforced in Iran since after the revolution that's happened, I think, in 1979. Since the Shah left. Since the Shah left. Yes, thank you. I was alive then. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'm like, I won't go that far, but you understand. Yeah. No, I understand. The Shah the left, Shah then we had the yes. hostages, then we had Carter, then Reagan scared everybody and they said, okay, yeah. take it back. And we get it. But no, I understand. Things have not been Has the best. Has not been the best. No. And at the beginning of the revolution or and some like a bit time afterwards, they started killing people. And now, as you've seen it, almost 50 years later, it's still going on. This is basically history just repeating itself. No, if nothing no. happens, this is going to go on forever and forever. It's going to just be a cycle that never ends, which comes to my point. I'm here today to protest against the Iranian regime. They are the government of Iran, which everyone is against. We do not want that regime anymore. We want to get rid of the government for good. They've been enforcing the dumbest laws ever, such as woman covering up. I just want to say, I can see some of the ladies you have here, yourself yeah. included, and that would be yeah. a shame. You're all spectacular. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is also a situation where it's been normal to be Islamophobic. This is what's been happening in the Western media, saying how this is Islam's fault, which it's really not. All right. The government of Iran claims to be following Islamic laws when it's really not. They are forcing people to wear a headscarf and calling it a hijab. A hijab is something you choose to wear, something that is within your own belief. No one is forcing you to wear it. You're choosing to wear it. A headscarf, on the other hand, it's something that you are forced to wear. This is something that's been happening in Iran. And how do they differ? For those of us who don't know. Okay, so they're the same. It's just the term. So you got to get educated. A headscarf is something you are forced to wear. And a hijab is something that you religiously, yourself, you choose to wear. It's not forced upon you. Right. They look the same. Oh, okay. They look the same. Yeah, it could look they the would same. They look the same. That's hijab, where I was going. But yeah, 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 yeah. A hijab and a headscarf, although they look the same, they are not the same thing or the same term. Or the same intent. Yeah, they are not the same intent. Yes, that's what I'm going for. So Okay, well, I'm, I'm trying to be fair and, and learn something too. Yeah, 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 of course. Because I'm sure that. my listeners don't know any more about it than I do, and that's why you're here is to educate people, right? Yeah, of course. I'm here to educate anyone, unless you're being disrespectful, of course. But I don't mean any disrespect. You understand. Yeah, 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 of course. No, no, I understand. I'm just talking to about the other people. Because this is being blamed on Islam, this has also been sparking up a lot of Islamophobia, but that's the topic for another day. 
So today we are here for Maksa Amini. She was murdered by the Iranian morality police for not wearing her headscarf right. She was arrested and beaten in the back of a van, and she was taken to prison and a hospital, which then she was, quote-unquote, declared brain dead, which they thought it was from a coma, which it was not. She was literally murdered by being beaten in a van. And as I stated before, this is not something that's new that's been happening in Iran. It's been happening for years and years since after the revolution. So today, what kind of results are you looking for? The results we're looking for is, first of all, the first big thing is people outside of the Middle East or even outside of Iran know what's happening. We're spreading awareness because this is something that's been happening for years and decades that only now has it been brought to attention. So our main intent right now is to bring awareness. Our second intent is to get rid of the regime, which I pray to God that it happens one day. The regime is a a theocracy, is that correct? I am not too sure about the terms because I do not really follow the political views of government at all in Iran. You can talk to my dad about that. Okay, Um, we can do that. But I mean, they they claim to follow... It's a Quran. Right, right, the Quran. But they claim to follow that, but they have their own interpretation. Is that fair? Uh, I wouldn't even call it an interpretation, if I'm being serious. No, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're going against everything that Islam is standing for. This is not an interpretation or another sect of Islam. It's something that it's completely going against the Quran, if I'm being honest. So no, I would not call it a sect of Islam. So then they are using the veil of the Quran to further their own agenda. They're using it for their own gain, for more political power, for more power over the people of Iran. But now the people of Iran, who, and especially the folks who read the teachings, they know the difference. Is that correct? Yes, everyone in Iran. Some are brainwashed, of course, but that's a very small amount. But most of it, yes. Because as I said before, I went to school in Iran and we had a Quran class where we went over it, but it was forced upon us. We didn't get to choose to follow Islam or choose to be a Muslim. It was forced upon us. And there are many people who are atheists or any other religions in Iran. Now, when you came here, you said six years ago? Yes, it was six years ago this September. Welcome. Thank you. Glad to have you. What were some of your big surprises in coming here? Things you may have expected about the U.S. that were different than what you found? Okay, so first of all, there's a lot of cultural shocks. First of all, all schools in Iran are separated by gender. It doesn't all matter if it's private or public. It's the way it is. And you're forced to wear a hijab all the way from kindergarten to however long you're going to school for. So the first thing when I came to a public school here was that I was mixed with boys. I could wear whatever I want. I did not have to cover up. I came when I was eight. So I think things that surprised me the most were mostly from school. I mean, I was a kid too. Yeah. Well, right. You're eight and you spend a good portion of your day in school. Yeah. But it took you a little while to get accustomed to the difference. Yes. It did take me a while as well because I did not speak any English. I'm sorry. All the English you've learned is since then. Yes. If I may pay you a compliment. Very good. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You actually sound a little bit Southern California, too. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I've never gotten that before. You know, I can hear it. So you're saying, oh, like this. It's like, ah, she went to school in California. Uh, yes, I did. I went to school here locally. Did, so. Now, did you go to a Claremont school? Yes, I did. I went to Mountain View Elementary. Oh, okay. Very good. Now, were you the only person from Iran in your class? I think in the entire school district at this point, I'm the oh. only Iranian person. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. I mean, if you're counting my little sister... No, but I'm the only Iranian person. At 
Now, my grandfather came here when he was very young and forgot all his German. You retain all your Farsi, is it? Yes, I have retained all my Farsi. So okay. the chants that you're hearing right now, they are in Farsi. Right, right. And has that worked as being, you want to sit down? Oh, yes, thank you. Sure. That's fine, that's fine, yeah. Pull up a comfortable slab of concrete and have a seat. And has speaking two languages at least, right? Yes. Maybe more? No, sadly. Well, that's okay. I only speak one. <laughs> and, and second, having the advantage of two cultures, has that worked to your advantage here? It has. I mean, it has the disadvantage, so it has racism, but I am very proud of my culture and my background. Although this was not the case a few years ago, but since now... I've accepted my culture and identity without being ashamed. And what was the catalyst that caused your family to come here? Well, first of all, we won the lottery. I know. There's a lottery? Yes. It was shut down after Trump became president, but it's quote unquote called the lottery. And we won the lottery to get a visa and a green card to come here. It happens to a few other countries in the East Hemisphere as well. It's not just Iran, but since then, Iran has been one of the countries that's been shut down since Trump's election. Yes, it was a lottery, but our other attempts were, of course, a better life. Of course. Yeah. But you were lucky enough to be selected. and We were very lucky. I mean, it's like... And, and took advantage of it. Yeah, of course. I think anyone... Of a shock coming here, but they're glad they did. Yeah, but sadly, Iran is not one of those countries that's being helped out. So mm. that's also another thing that's very surprising. Countries like Afghanistan and Ukraine and others, of course, have been getting the help. But Iran is one of those on the blacklist. What would you think they would have to do to get off the list? If I'm being totally honest with you. Get rid of the regime, right? I don't. Yeah, get rid of the regime. The regime is the one messing up all our relations with other countries because they're so greedy and they want all the power to themselves that they don't even want to like become alliances with other people or with other countries. So I think the first thing that they need to do to get off the blacklist is get out of the regime. And if it were up to you, how would they go about doing that? Protests. Sadly, Iran's government, whenever there is protests, they shut down the internet completely. And the people of Iran are not allowed to spread awareness. Um, the main apps have been blocked right now, such as WhatsApp and Instagram. You can't get hold of anyone by number either because they've completely shut off their internet access. Now, I know that, for instance, and it's not necessarily the same thing, but when in Syria they shut down the internet, that's when people got energized and we don't have that much food, we don't have that much water, but you, you cut off our Facebook? Oh, hell no. Yeah. I mean, this always happens, but this happens before the internet gets shut down. When the protests happen, the government shuts down the internet and they do mass killings. So this is the reason why they shut down the internet. To keep their nefarious activities somewhat yes. secret. Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. They're just trying to hide it from the rest of the world. We're isolated from the rest of the world. Do you think that America has tried to open up relations since the time you've been here? Probably, but I'm going to be very honest with you. I'd Always. rather have America not help at all. Really? Then when they try to help Afghanistan, they did nothing to help and they made the Taliban worse. So I, for this one, I'm going to have to ask America to please sit down and not do anything because you're just going to make things worse. Okay. Tell me two things. One would be, what is the main idea you'd like them to take away from our conversation first of all if you choose to say stay silent you are choosing to support the oppressor if you're choosing to stay neutral you're also supporting the oppressor the only way you can help iran is by speaking up being our voice being the voice of the entirety of iran 
for now, the voice of the woman Iran, the voice of Mahsa Amini. Be our voice, please. Don't stay silent or you're choosing to stay to support the oppressor. So you're asking the people, but not necessarily the government, to help you out and act in such a way. That's there's just so many arguments no, I'm not about arguing. this. I'm... No, no, no. I'm just saying that, like, I can make very um, a bunch of arguments. Like, the government could step in, but they could also not. I support both. I'm neutral on this. Okay. On the even though I said if you're choosing to stay neutral, you're supporting your oppressor. But this, when the government steps in, that's when you can choose to stay neutral. Since it's the people, the freedom, the awareness, that's when you got to speak up. And that's who you're trying to encourage and energize here on the corner today, is the everyday person. Yes, our locals and residents, so they can know what's happening in Iran, so they don't choose to stay silent. Honestly, there are some people who have never even heard of Iran, so any awareness can help. And I find that amazing. It's like, you've never heard of what? It's just crazy. It's, it was one of the most powerful countries, and you've never heard of it? 30 years ago. 30 years ago. It was all in the news. There was nothing but. I mean, everything from Oliver North to Ayatollah Khomeini to everybody. But the bad thing about the Western world is that they forget things very quickly. They like Ukraine, Afghanistan, Syria, comes and goes. Lebanon. It comes to the news for a week or two, and then they completely forget about it. It's, this is called performative activism, where you, quote unquote, speak on something, yet you choose to stay silent right afterwards. And... In other words, virtue signaling, would that be more also? I guess, yes. Where you want to appear to be doing something, but yeah, not exactly. necessarily. That's what, yeah, that's exactly what performative activism is. For example, uh, I've sent out an email to my school and I've been posting about it all over my social media. I know that people saw it. I know that people heard it. I know people read it because they reposted it. Yet when I talked to the same people who reposted my stories, when I asked them, hey, do you know what's happening? They all responded with no, yet they posted this whole post about things that were happening in Iran. But you don't know what's, it's like, I don't know. So it's a little bit of a dichotomy where on one hand, they're very into it. On the other hand, it, it's almost as if it doesn't exist. Is that what you're saying? Yes, exactly. They're just supportive, but not supportive. Well, what would you do to change that? And that's, the, that's my final question is, what action would you like them to take from this conversation? First of all, get educated. Do the best you can to get educated. What would you like them to do? And you said get educated. Are there particular websites or information resources you'd like to suggest? So first of all, I would not suggest following the news from America at all. Um, it's not going to help, really. BBC? Um, none. Please don't. Well, no, <laughs> where, where would you yeah. get the truth? Okay, so primary sources, such as people who are living there, you can find, like, if you search up the hashtag you're on, there are a lot of primary sources. So people residents of Iran that are posting, speaking, talking about this. And there's tons of translations, so there shouldn't be no issue. And that's kind of a risk for them, isn't it? Yes. The people who are speaking out, yes. There are like secret accounts of the government as well that follow people, track them down, murder them, kill them, uh, prison them. I have some friends in China and they all use a virtual private network. Yeah, to, so, to get around yeah. their government's spying. All the people in a residents of Iran who are speaking on about this, they are all risking their lives. The ones who are protesting, they are risking their lives. Everyone in Iran is at risk right now. So then is there, how would you find those folks? As I said before, just searching up the hashtag Iran okay, or Mahsa Amini. Um, you can find a lot of primary sources. So I would not like suggest going to secondary sources.
primary sources are the word to go. Going to CNBC is probably not, no. Please do. It's probably not your best suggestion. Please don't. Some most uh, are, news channels are very biased as well. Oh, you so. think? I, I do think that. Uh, yes. Maybe like Fox News is maybe got a got absolutely got a little bit of a spin. I really hope Fox News isn't talking about this. I would be very disappointed. I found that sometimes when they do, the people who do know the real truth, like they had been there. Yes. They can't imagine. Like, where did you get this information? That's what I'm saying. Fox News. Just don't go to Fox News. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Or or any of the stuff. Or song. any American news channel, please. Or Really? Even, please. Even NPR? Please. Okay. I'm just asking. Like I said, I don't know. You're, you're yeah, the yeah, expert. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have the benefit of the international knowledge that the rest of us yes. don't. Yeah. Well, then, is there anything you'd like to say to Claremont as a final thought? Speak up. Be the voice of Iran. Be the voice of Iranian woman and say her name. Mahsa Amini. Okay. And do pronounce your name once again for me. Mandanal Mojaverian. Mandanal, thank you very much for speaking with me today. Yeah, of course. Anytime. This episode will be up on Claremont Speaks. I'll give you a card. Yeah, this Great. is a podcast, so that everybody will hear it. Oh, no, you're going to be an internet superstar. Oh, my God. I'm so famous now. Celebrity in Claremont. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you. It was nice meeting you. you. I appreciate you coming to talk to me. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Nice to meet you. Yeah.